does have it all. All of our pre-owned vehicles are Hubler Q certified, which include a 128-point vehicle inspection, a free Carfax vehicle history report, and two warranties. A two-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty and a 30-day, 1,000-mile comprehensive warranty. Visit any of our 13 locations today or click drivehubler.com. Just took in a beautiful morning. It was bright and sunny, blue skies all day. Couldn't have been better. And then the best part right. is that it's going to be that way tomorrow, just a little bit warmer. So can't wait. There you go. So all, all of you on the ne- on the network had a chance to listen to Brendan King's updates throughout the day. Record number of attempts. Uh, the thing that struck me about the day was – if you went 230 miles an hour, you didn't get in the top five. I know. <laughs> Seriously. 230 doesn't put you in the top five. That's no. how crazy this is. Well, it's, it, No, it's just it's great. It was great. It's so crazy, Coach, that we saw two separate top five qualification runs ever today. Not just day one, not just this century ever it started with Alexander Rossi, who his four-lap average speed of 233.528, that held from early in the morning until very late in the afternoon when his teammate Felix Rosenquist went out there and posted nearly 234 in his four-lap average. So, Coach, three of the top five qualification runs ever have come in the last two years now. Scott Dixon last year and now Felix Rosenquist and Alexander Rossi today Brian. with a whole nother day tomorrow to go. Who knows what we'll get? Uh, what I like is the fact that, of, of the drama that, you know, you, you went to, let's say, you, you know, like there were t- teams going 230, 231. That's not fast enough. We're going to pull it. We're going to go back again. You know, priority lane, uh, you know, the lanes we talked about last yeah. night, which is, which still escapes me <laughs> at this advanced age. I can't figure it all out. I just know that there, there's, there's so much drama going on. Uh, do we stay? Do we go? And then when you go out there, I can't imagine the pressure that you uh, go through as a driver when you, you've done, you, you know, you, you're out there to dangerous place, as we all know, very little margin for error, no margin for error, quite frankly. And you've gone out there and you've gone 230, 233, whatever it is, and, and your guys go, Dude, we need you to lace them up and go at it again. <laughs> You're going, yikes. I mean, it's just crazy to me. It is crazy, Coach. And, yeah, I know the priority lane and the secondary lane can definitely get confusing. I mean, it confused the hell out of me the first time I ever heard about it. But, really, it's 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 kind of simple at the end of the day. If you enter the priority lane, you get to go out there before anybody else, and you leave the secondary lane waiting, but you have to sacrifice your previous time. So, you have a brand new time you have right. to take your lap no matter what happens in the secondary lane you have to wait in line at some times coach at some point today the uh secondary lane was 15 cars deep but the benefit of that if you go in the secondary you get yeah, to he's... you get to keep your last time you right. get to keep your last time and that's the key at the end of the day absolutely how would you like to be ray hall letterman uh, racing right now what a what a day or what a disappointing day they had and uh, they're battling how about this rather uh, um, unique situation they're battling it out for the final row uh, I don't think anyone expected that type of scenario that one team would literally be fighting for that final row qualification spot it's amazing and 
Coach, you look at the four cars of Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan Racing, as you just said, three of them are in that battle for the last row. But the fourth in Catherine Legg, she just survived. She is the 30th car. Of course, spots 13 through yeah. 30 determined today. She was the last car in, so she was biting her nails too. So, uh, no, that's, uh, you know, it, Coach, you have to simply put it, it's a complete failure by that team, and they have to deal with the consequences. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 one way to put it. That's for darn sure. All right, so you and I, again, two straight nights. I'm the luckiest guy I know, quite frankly. We're going to be having some fun, talking some racing. The man who's the busiest guy I know, Greg Rigstraw, joins us. Hello, Greg Rigstraw. We got some soccer to talk about. Do we have good news from the 11 tonight? 1-0 victory, a 1-0 victory over Colorado Springs this evening for the Indy 11. How about that? That is a great way to start. 1-0 victory for the good guys. So um, you've had a long day, which we want to talk about, okay? I mean, well, you've I, had a I, very I long day. With, In addition to your work and as, as the man. Yeah, well, you're right there. All right, hang on through this short break, and then we'll come back, okay? Got it. Greg Rigstraw and I will come back, talk some more Indy 11, and he was out at the track today doing some serious work. We can talk to Greg about everything, so we'll do that when we come back on Indiana Sports Talk. back everyone this is indiana sports talk brought to you by indiana donor network driven to save lives.org their website indy 11 with a win one nil tonight greg rigstraw rejoins me all right take me through this dramatic win by the good guys tonight it greg, helps you Bob, if i unmute my own phone my apologies for that brian <laughs> rubbing on and got the goal for the indy 11 <laughs> in the 18th minute but kind of in a sign of things to come he literally got hurt on the follow-through of the shot from just inside of the 18-yard box and immediately had to be subbed out of the game he already had a couple of guys that were kind of playing out of position a little bit tonight so tonight was not going to be a night for a lot of possession for the indy 11 they got their early goal and and kind of protected it the rest of the way there have been a lot of times this year where indy has played a great style and and just not been able to finish it off Tonight was not that night. After scoring the, the, the first goal, the only goal of the match, Colorado Springs really kind of did a good job of, of dictating the, the, the tempo, the opportunities of this match. But Indy withstood them. Indy held on. And Indy then gets their first home victory of the season and third in total so far through 10 matches played. Nice crowd tonight. I would assume well, a great with, night to watch with, some soccer. With the weather, it was absolutely phenomenal. So, I mean, let's face it, you had – a great crowd at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway today. You get a doubleheader right. at Victory Field right. for the for the Indianapolis Indians because of the uh, rain out of last night, and there was plenty of crowd to go around because we probably had in the neighborhood of nine to ten thousand that was cheering on the Indy Eleven this evening on the campus of IUPUI. You started your day early out at the track, working for um, our, our local affiliate here in Indianapolis, the Fan. Uh, doing some work, and um, you were treated to uh, an historic day in many regards. Uh, record number of attempts, great speeds. Uh, this was a fantastic day. 
Well, again, it, it plays into the weather uh, because it was it was so sunny. Yeah. Uh, but also, more importantly, it was so cool uh, with the relative track conditions. So the way the track, you know, kind of was at 11 a.m. was the way the track was going to be at 2:30. Was the way the track was going to be at 5:30. Uh, so there was really, I'm not sure anything more than say a 15 minute lull, kind of after the first wave of Qualls attempts went through uh, at 1:30. Uh, it was by 145, there was more qualifications taking place, and it was simply attempt after attempt after attempt. And so he has record number of attempts, but, but what also struck me was just the jaw-dropping speed of the entire field. Uh, and obviously I heard you talking with mm-hmm. Brendan King in the opening segment. You know, the Ray Hall, Letterman, Landing, and Cars are, are, are in a pickle, are in a tough spot. But at the same yeah. time, yeah. you know, there's basically a three-mile-an-hour difference from Catherine Legg's car in 30th to any of the cars that are in the Fast 12. So it is, it is a remarkable concept to think that two laps at over 230 miles an hour may not be enough to get you in the field, a, a, a field of 33, right. but that's exactly where we are heading into the last chance shootout tomorrow. And then, of course, the subsequent battle for the Fast 12 and then down to the Fast 6 where we will determine who will be on the pole for next Sunday's race at approximately about 5.30 or 5.45 local time tomorrow. I was struck by the uh, the fact that uh, 2.30 lap doesn't get you in, in the top five. You know, I mean, that's just, it's in, you don't know, think about it. You know, it, it, historically, uh, you'd be thrilled with that speed, and now you're going, ah, it's an uh, oh, so what kind of deal, uh, which bodes kind of well, I think, for tomorrow's action, but I'm not sure how you top a day like today, quite frankly. Yeah, tomorrow will be different, and the cars that are 13 through 30th after they are locked into their spots. So rows 5 through 10 have been set. Tomorrow won't be the, the sheer volume of attempts. It'll be right. like who can find right. speed at the right time as we'll set the final 15 spots in the race from uh, you know rows 1 through 4 and then finally row 11. Well, if you're, uh, if you're the McLaren folks, you're pretty happy about your day, are you not? The McLaren folks are, are, are awfully good race cars, frankly. Uh, obviously, you've got the three that are the full-time drivers, the five, six, and seven of Pato, Felix, and, and, and Alexander Rossi. And that old guy driving the number 66 and Tony Kanaan, he can still hoof it, too, at the age of 48. Everybody's pulling for him. Rosie, I don't think it was unexpected, was it? No. I mean, Alexander Rossi has always been fast ever since he got to Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Now you put him with the McLaren team. That seems like a match made in heaven. So not only is he going to be fast tomorrow, but he clearly has to be one of the favorites come race day next Sunday. So um, are we, uh, Greg Rakestraw? Uh, can you can you do another segment, or you have to go? I can hang with you. It's okay. Oh, you're a lifesaver, Greg Rakestraw. I'll come back after the scoreboard update with more racing on Indiana Sports Talk. Coach, thanks so much. Fast 12 shootout ready to go tomorrow. Here is that Fast 12. Felix Rosenquist, Alexander Rossi, Alex Pillow, followed by Renus VK, Scott Dixon, and Tony Kanan. And then it's Takuma Sato, Pato Award, and Santino Ferrucci, Marcus Erickson, Benjamin Peterson, and Will Power. Of course, the last row shootout, that comes your way tomorrow afternoon at 4 o'clock. That's then gone to the Fast 6 at 5.15. Tell you more a little bit later at 10 o'clock at Brendan King, Network Indiana. 
Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Hey, Jamie. Welcome back, everybody. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, driven to save lives.org. The one and only Greg Rakestraw rejoins us. We're talking about racing. Quite frankly, he's so talented. There isn't anything he can talk about. All right, Greg, so historic day, lots of speeds, disappointment, elation, all all the emotions. So coming into tomorrow, obviously, uh, it won't be the volume, as you mentioned, that we had today. Who really needs to find something, aside from – uh, Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan. Who who needs? Who's still looking? Who's still searching to put things together for tomorrow? Well, well, that's really it. And again, obviously, I had to break away at four o'clock to uh, go get ready for uh, for Indy Eleven soccer. So, if I'm wrong, I believe you're looking at three of the four Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan cars. I think I saw Malukas was able to get his way into the field kind of late in the process, and so I right. assume it's Stingray, right. Rob, and the three full time participants for Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan racing. That it's a combination of, yes. of Lungard, Ray Hall, and Harvey that are the four that are on the outside looking in. So no one has been sent home yet. One of those four will do it. And in watching Ray Hall and Harvey kind of go through the qualifying motions today, you heard me make the reference about two laps at 230 miles an hour not being good enough and not four. Because basically as the day went, went, went along, to try to mm-hmm. knowing there was all of these attempts that were taking place, IndyCar officials basically reserve the right on lap three to basically say, you're done, get off the track, you're not going to improve your standing, on to the next. And right. so that's kind of what the last right. few attempts were like for Ray Hall and Harvey. And so one of those two guys is going to make the field. Uh, but, but one of them is not, and again, potentially could be Stingray Rob, the rookie uh, for the Dale Coyne group and the Rick Ware group out of Idaho. Right. It could be sent home, it could be Lungard. And, and to give you the kind of the juxtaposition here, he was the pole sitter last week the Grand Prix. Um, it has been a tough wow. season for yeah. the Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan cars. It wasn't. They seemingly found the right kind of combination, uh, you know, you know, for the road course. But now in this compressed month of May for the Oval, you know, once you, you know, if, if you're kind of out to lunch on day one and because of the rain on Tuesday, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. really had three days to kind of figure it out. And the Ray Hall cars knew as of yesterday they were having problems. And so it's it's going to be amongst that group of four that somebody is going home. And I don't wish on anybody. But, again, to give you the historical perspective, it was 30 years ago that Bobby Ray Hall didn't make the race, went home because he couldn't <laughs> find a way into the field in 93. Mm-hmm. And now it is his son that it could be fighting that right. same battle coming up tomorrow afternoon. By the way, your next child, you have to name Stingray. Uh, that is the best name ever. I'm just saying. That, that is not a nickname. Put, put, put that out there. Names. Just to point out, that is his given what I'm name, saying. Stingray Rob. So I'm sure we'll be telling that story uh, during my four hours of pre-qualification coverage tomorrow on 93.5 yeah. and 107.5 yeah. The Fan. I sure, I sure hope, yeah. I hope so. I mean, I, I love it. I, I just, I, I think it's fantastic. Uh, he's a pretty good driver, too, by the way. So that works out 
So it's a a full day at the track. I just I just wonder a day like today gets everybody, me included, gets everybody hyped and fired up, and and now we have to, you know, can we continue that hype and and feel that way? And will the race live up to what we anticipate being a crazy, wide open, uh, extremely competitive competitive race? We got a lot going on here, right? The answer parity in the field again you're basically going to have three miles an hour will cover the entirety of the field um people are gonna be able to get separation from one another um and 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 again this this is the result of first of all you know everybody has the same chassis you have two engine suppliers there are things you can do differently on on fuel strategy tire strategy etc but but there's not this big gap. You know, one team from a technological standpoint can't go out and and truly you know, create a, a big separation between them and somebody else, okay? Part of it is, too, is that there are 27 full-time entries in the IndyCar series. And so whenever there's a story about, hey, there's not as many cars that qualify for the 500 or attempt to qualify for the 500 or not that much bumping that goes on, mm-hmm. my response is there has never been this deep of a mm-hmm. field for 17 events, let alone for just one month. So it's just a little bit different in terms of the priorities. Because you don't have that many one-off drivers, you know, like a Ryan Hunter-Ray or like a Stephen Wilson or like a a Catherine Legg, you know, you've got drivers that, that, again, are here every week, race each other every week, and and are are ready to roll as soon as the cars get off the truck. Um, the, The one guy... Of the one-off group that I think legitimately has a chance to win the race would obviously be Tony Kanaan. I, I would put Ed Carpenter, who's not an Indian-only yeah. guy, but is an oval track-only guy at this point. So he races four or five times a year. He's got to be in that group as well. So legitimately, I think you're probably looking at a group of 12 to 15 drivers that I think legitimately have a chance to win this race. And that is it's going to make for a great race come next Sunday. It absolutely is. Greg Rakestraw, the best at what he does. Nobody better in our state or anywhere, quite frankly, than Greg. Enjoy the weekend. Have fun tomorrow. I know you're going to be working again. It's all you do. And thanks for taking time to join me and have a great weekend. You got it, Bob. We'll talk soon. I'll look forward to it. Greg Rakestraw, talking about action at the track. Should be a great race, without question. Coming up, we'll continue to talk more about qualifications at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Mark Janes will join us in the next hour to talk about that. On tap tonight, we have some minor league baseball. We're going to talk some high school baseball and continue to talk more racing. We appreciate you being with us tonight. Uh, Next weekend wraps up our 29th season on the air. I'll take a couple of months off, as I normally do, uh, to conclusion of next weekend's show. And I'll be back on the air for season number 30 uh, on August the 4th. Let that sink in. 30 years. Yikes, that's a lot of, that's a lot of sports talk. I'm glad you've been with us throughout that entire time. Top of the hour scoreboard update coming up with the star of our show. It's Network Indiana's Brendan King.